Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. What did I take away from today's episode? To always trust your gut. Samantha felt a lump in her breast and yet every doctor she went to kept saying, don't worry about it. She knew something was wrong and she kept fighting until she got her diagnosis. Her advice for us, keep fighting until you get the answer. Tune in to today's episode and hear about Samantha Harris's breast cancer journey while navigating Hollywood. All right, well, serious geek out here because I'm talking to fellow breast cancer thriver, Samantha Harris, eight-season host of Dancing with the Stars, Entertainment Tonight, two-time nominated Emmy, or is it four-time? Uh, four, four times one win. That's just exciting. My gosh, that's so exciting. And then fast forward to 2014. It's so shocking to hear the words, you have cancer. Can you tell us a little bit more about your cancer journey? Well, first of all, I was absolutely blindsided by the diagnosis. I was at the top of my career. I was juggling Dancing with the Stars and running back and forth between my full-time entertainment news job at Entertainment Tonight. And uh, I was on the run and on the go for so long. And in 2014, I had a three and six-year-old, my two little girls, and this amazing husband, thank goodness, because he really needed that support. And I was shocked because I was the healthy one among my friends and family. They always actually, like so much so, and I, I only say it like that because, not to say that they weren't healthy, but that they teased me that I was so ultimately healthy. I was the one who ate the cheeseless pizza and the egg white omelets and the skinless, boneless chicken breasts and copious amounts of fat-free, low-fat foods because the packaging said they were low-fat and fat-free and that's what we were supposed to be eating or so. Exactly and right. <laughs> I, I had no idea that the way that I was... Well, I didn't actually know what was happening. I just know that I have this shocking diagnosis. Um, but here's here's the story that I want to share. And I know there are a lot of women who have had this happen with them as well, because I've been very vocal and open. And I've heard the stories come back to say, that happened to me too, Samantha, which is that when I went to get a mammogram at 40, um, I wanted to set a baseline because I was the healthiest I had ever been, or so I thought. And what I found was 11 days after getting clear mammogram results, I found a lump. And I thought it was very strange. I was reassured after I saw two doctors over the course of a month, uh, one a couple days after I found the lump and another uh, just a month later, both told me the lump was absolutely nothing. And if I was concerned, we could keep an eye on it. And it was this nagging inner voice, Deborah, that just kept telling me, how do they know if they're just feeling? How do they know unless they go inside and see what's going on? And so after pressing further for, for answers and not getting uh, any concrete answer, I found my way to a surgical oncologist because I realized I needed to talk to someone who 
knew what they were looking for if it was something to worry about. But I really never thought for a second I had cancer because everybody told me it wasn't cancer, even the surgical oncologist. I was only 40. You know, the fact that we did a needle biopsy, two ultrasounds, and uh, subsequently an MRI, not one of those diagnostic tests actually showed the cancer, which is what was absolutely baffling to me. And so the fact that, um, you know, the the cancer wasn't found um, by testing, I I didn't quite understand. And so I thankfully had gone to a really great oncologist who listened, you know, to her gut. And when she saw the pathology from the needle biopsy come back and it says, she said, look, I have good news and bad news. The good news is it's not cancer. The bad news is I don't know what it is. So let's just take it out. Mm. I had never had a surgery in my life. Even my two births were were not surgical. So uh, I thought, you know what though? My boobs have done what they needed to do for me, right? They so go ahead. They 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 got me my husband. They fed my kids. Uh, so sure, go ahead and cut into it. But that's sort of what ended up happening. So I had a lumpectomy and uh, came out of that surgery, and they said again, no cancer. So a week later, I went to fi- get my final pathology results, and I told my husband, stay home, be with the kids, hang out, whatever. Don't worry about coming with me. I'm good, and I wasn't good. Because what I learned when I went to that doctor's office, mm-hmm. uh, as the oncologist went over my final pathology, was that not only was it ductal carcinoma in situ, DCIS, but that it also was invasive breast cancer. Wow. And I also had DCIS. Mine was not invasive. And I, w- I, I know my shock as a certified nutritionist for 30 years... I was right there with your girlfriend with, you know, everybody else got the bacon cheeseburger. I'll have the organic chicken salad. And when I got my diagnosis, I thought, crap, I should have eaten more hot dogs. I should have enjoyed my life a little bit more, but it's not too late. So um, so shocking news. Your husband wasn't with you. You had to take it all in. Your mind must have been spinning. It was. I mean, we know when we get a diagnosis. Um, of, of anything, any sort of of information like that about our health, it is absolutely devastating, um, confusing. Our head is swimming with question after question after question. Uh, and as I put that all in, uh, it was overwhelming. And the, the flood of a coursing, panicked, anxiety-ridden adrenaline that I had never felt before not just occurred in that moment, but it lingered for weeks until I finally realized I can't feel this way. Oh gosh, Deborah, you know, you, you just, you're so overwhelmed. It's so scary. My daughters were so young. I lost my dad to colon cancer when he was 50. And here I was 40 and I thought, no, not a chance. He wasn't there to walk me down the aisle. I am going to be there to walk my girls down the freaking aisle. So... I basically stopped down for a second and I said, okay, I can't feel this depth of despair and anxiety. It feels awful. And I don't know what possessed me. And now I have all the tools because I've developed them. But at the time, whatever it was that spoke deep within me to say, you need to flip your perspective. You are a happy-go-lucky, positive person and cancer struck that down. That is not okay. Cancer can't do that to you. 
And I decided that I was going to take everything that came at me with a positive spin. And so I started to look for the good in what was happening. Okay, well, like you just said about you ate organic and you maybe should have eaten more hot dogs, but no, because I had that moment too of, well, well, gosh darn it, that I should have been eating the full fat everything and I should have been you know, drinking up a storm and I should have been, but no, because why, why do I bother exercising every day? But no, because we were making those helpful choices leading up to our diagnosis, it was, go- and this is where I started to have that positive self-talk. Okay, wait, I'm in really great shape. That's going to help me get through surgery with fewer complications. It will help me recover and bounce back faster. All right, good positive self-talk. Keep going, Samantha. What else is good? And then, okay, well, I've got a great support network. I have great insurance. We caught it despite the fact that it was invasive, we still caught it very early. It's still, quote unquote, the good cancer. It's ERPR positive and HER2 negative. And the treatment for it is is very positive. The results and the longevity of people who undergo a a, a diagnosis like this have long, long, healthy lives ahead of them. And so the more I talked with positivity and took that spin, not rose-colored glasses, that's different. That's not, I was realistically positive. And it helped me get through what was the most challenging of times. And I, the one, one thing that my husband had said to me was, you know, life gives you lemons and you got to make lemonade. And he said, maybe we should do something with that. And then in my recovery bed, I, I couldn't do anything for three weeks twice during my two different big surgeries. So I, but I could type on my computer. So I was typing away and we launched a website called Gotta Make Lemonade that inspires positivity in the face of adversity, no matter what strikes you down. And that really also having that other goal, that give back was also something that held me into into action and uh, flipping my perspective. And you really are talking about turning your pain into purpose and being a blessing to other people, which your website, Gotta Make Lemonade, that's what it's all about, uplifting people when they're in their darkest. It, it was something that I had such an outpouring of support and shared stories from thrivers that mm-hmm. got me through the t- darkest days of my journey. And look, by the way, yes, I turned things around with my perspective. Did that mean I didn't have those dark days? No, there were days that I was in tears in a ball in my bed, in pain from the expanders, in in pain from recovery. There were days where I didn't know how I was going to get through it. Um, and, and so I would allow myself that moment of a pity party, but then I would flip mm-hmm. it and pull myself back up out of it. It helped that I had a great support system with my husband and my, my mom and my sister and you know, everyone else that came to help and all of that. Uh, and that's where too, every so often I'll meet a survivor who said, oh yeah, nobody knows I have cancer. And I say to them, you, but you need to share. You need to share because you can't do it alone. You need people. Yeah. Mm -mm. You can't. You can't. Because what I found in that three o'clock in the morning time period when I'd wake up and all my girlfriends got together and we Mm -hmm. all wore pink bracelets. And I'm not usually a wear jewelry to bed person. And I'd wake up and I'd be having a happy dream that I'd feel that darn bracelet. I think, oh crap. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. at three o'clock, there goes my head. And trying to control those thoughts without a community around you. Yeah. Exactly. It's really tough. Um, 
And you know, what I also found is what you said, turning pain into purpose. And so here I was with this diagnosis. And again, thinking, well, I'm healthy. I eat right. I exercise all the time. So, you know, my dad died of cancer. His mom was a breast cancer survivor who lived to 95. It must be genetic. So I started to, because again, one in eight women will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime, a statistic we all know too well. And yet only five to 10% of those are genetic, have that hereditary link. So I got you know the full battery of testing well beyond BRCA and I had no genetic link. And so I put my journalism hat back on nice and firm and I began to research and speak to everyone I could, every expert, read every book. And I learned it really is what we put in, on and around our body that affects our overall well-being, that turns on or leaves off certain DNA strands for cancer genes and genetic, you know, again, beyond the genetics, it's also the, it's the epigenetics, how our environment and lifestyle choices affect what will befall us from cancer to diabetes, to heart disease, to neurodegenerative disorders. And it was this amazing aha moment, Deborah, where I thought, oh my gosh, I am in so much more control of my health than I realized right. I could be. That's right. Because we get we get hung up on genetics. And when people say, oh, must run into your cancer, I say, nope, we got no cancer. We have no cancer yeah. in my family. And, and so I think people are looking for, a, oh, you have lung cancer, you must be a smoker. Because then it kind of lets them off the hook a little bit. And maybe they don't have to get the test or they don't have to you know, take better care of themselves in some ways. But what I always tell people... Is genetics loads the gun, but your environment pulls the trigger. And so genetics, yes, it can play a role, but it's so much more what you're putting in your body. Um, are you thinking good and positive thoughts? Or you know, are you just an unforgiving person who is mad all the time and you know, an Eeyore instead of a Winnie the Pooh? I mean, it makes it sound simple, but life. Life works better when it's simple. And having that great attitude, checking out your healthcare products, um, the lotions you're using, the makeup, all those things play such a tremendous role. Well, so much more than I realized. Here I spent my career in a makeup chair being with gosh knows what kind of chemical bombs of makeup, you know, being, think about the, just the cloud of hairspray. No kidding. And, you know, not only breathing it in, but having it sink into my skin. And of course, with our skin being our biggest organ, it is a portal for so much toxicity to get into our body. Um, so that was one really big eye-opening thing where one I had survivor after survivor say, have you changed your deodorant to not use aluminum? And even though the studies are still really mixed, so it's at the bare minimum, the bare minimum, we're, we're, if we're using an antiperspirant with aluminum, we are keeping our body from releasing the toxins it needs to release, not to mention what else could be harboring potentially from the aluminum as because we know as a heavy metal, it can be toxic. So that's the gateway to me realizing I need to overhaul my makeup, my skincare, my hair products. Oh, wait. And my cleaning supplies, what's in that? What do I need to do there? And let me really deconstruct my food. Should I be eating all of this animal protein? Oh, look at the, the instances of cancer when you have more animal protein. So I switched to plant-based whole foods diet. I 
So I ended up, I do still integrate you know, f- um, some fish. Uh, I do have some very highly toxic um, mercury and PCB laden sushi once a week. Uh, I, I try to balance that out with my infrared sauna <laughs> and too. my <laughs> other binders that are, that are charcoal and other things that I take to try mm-hmm. to draw it back out. Uh, you can't undo it if I was eating sushi every day. If I was eating animal products every day, you can't undo that with uh, other lifestyle choices like infrared sauna and binders, but those are helping for the li- minimal amount that I do take in. Uh, and I know this because I test my blood. I test. I get it tested about every quarter. Do you really? Uh, you know, I found my way. Western medicine, thank goodness for it. But Western medicine doesn't see the full picture. They treat the symptoms. They treat the the end result of disease. They cut it out. They don't treat what functional and integrative doctors do, looking at the whole person, the whole life and finding out what the root cause is. So I changed everything. I I thought I was healthy and I realized I needed to be my healthiest healthy. And that research really brought me to that place. And then again, figuring out, okay, well, stress, stress is bad. It leads to high levels of cortisol. That leads to high levels of inflammation. High Mm -hmm. inflammation leads to chronic disease. How do I mitigate stress? So developing a set of tools to deal with stress, Mm -hmm. daily practices to help bring those levels down, uh, making sure, you know, toxic Mm -hmm. relationships minimizing those, extricating those relationships that aren't good for me, mm-hmm. putting boundaries up where I can with relationships that you can't necessarily cut out, whether that's a family member, a coworker, a friend. Uh, and I became so passionate about it. It ignited something in me so powerfully that I needed to not only find out the answers for myself, which I did, but then share them with others, which is why I wrote my best-selling book, Your Healthiest Healthy as a, a roadmap and a, a one-stop shop way to, to jumping off point. Not, an, not a, not a, I on my pedestal and here's what you have to do. It's a, here's information, figure out what works for you, your individual bio, individual life, and make those changes based on that from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, um, in talking about your book, we look at the outside as healthy, we don't really think about the inside. Now, I think that that people are changing and we're starting to realize, okay, that person's skinny. They're really healthy. No, 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 no. Their cholesterol's through the roof and their stress is off the charts. So in your book, The Healthiest Healthy, um, you talk about changing, as we talked about, you know, your makeup, maybe how you're cleaning, you know, your house and different things like that. Is there another just a giant aha moment that you gleaned in the research that you just want to proclaim from the rooftops? I mean, there's so there's so many things that were aha moments. I think for me, you know, the fact that I was eating so much animal meat, I mean, literally 21 out of 21 meals a week, I had some form of animal protein. So the fact that now that's down to one to maybe three servings a week uh, is is pretty profound. I you know something when it would just even speaking just based on um, specifically nutrition and of course I'm you're you're the certified nutritionist uh, but the fact that so many of us are lacking fiber. And it is a huge, huge uh, disservice to ourselves. So when the average American woman is getting about 12 grams of fiber per day, 
The USDA recommends at least 25 grams. And actually, that's not even enough. We need 30 to 35, right? Men's 35 to 40 grams per day. So that was changing up, starting to add more berries, seeds from chia seed to flax seeds um, and nuts. I mean, I, I never realized... I was afraid of fat. I was literally, that was the F word to me. I was so fearful of fat because of how we grew up in the 90s and early 2000s with the fat-free generation of foods and the swap outs of all the harmful ingredients they were putting into those to make them tasty for us, thinking that fat was bad. When I switched over post-cancer and I started making, instead of having cereal or yogurt parfaits for breakfast and I started making smoothies and I, you know, I started with, I remember I started even with an orange juice base, which of course is way too much sugar. Now it's water or a nut milk. Uh, but you have to meet yourself where you are, right? If, if someone dove into my smoothie right now, they, most people, my sister, I just gave it to her. She's like, oh my God. I was like, no, I made a really tasty one this time. I think you'll like it. She's like, no, do not. But I have to remember, I didn't start where I am right now. Um, exactly right. It's baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> I was, I was uh, putting chia and flax at the time. I was putting flax oil because I thought that was a better way. That now I understand that's actually not yes. the way you want to go. You want to go with the whole seeds and then grind them right. um, each day or every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember pouring this flax oil. Oil has 14 grams of fat per, per what, tablespoon or something, per, or whatever, per serving. Right. And I remember thinking, wow, I can't believe I am pouring pure fat into this smoothie. And the craziest... Oh, how you've changed. <laughs> oh, I never like nuts or seeds or avocados. But here's the crazier thing. At least I thought it was crazy. When I started to have nuts, seeds, avocados as part of my plant-based diet, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was at a very healthy weight, but I actually did. I, I whittled down a little bit further. I narrowed out a little bit more. I leaned out. And here I was putting straight up fat into my diet. Now, I'm, now if you are obviously someone who is struggling with obesity, you want to still watch your fat intake. However, I was really amazed by what good nutrition did for my body. It was like, it was celebrating. Thank goodness, Samantha, you finally gave me what I've been asking for and you weren't listening for so many years. For so many years. Yeah. And and so what's your energy level post-cancer now that you've made all these changes compared to prior to 2014? I feel that I am more energetic, more vibrant, happier than I ever have. I look younger than I ever have. I I feel that, and look, maybe it was because when I was on TV, even at 35, they, I would had, you know, Dancing with the Stars had such heavy makeup on that some people thought I was a lot older than I was even at 35. (laughs) Uh, And now look, I'll I'll be turning 49 this year. And this is, I'm celebrating where I'm at and, and I, Great. I feel my energy. The plant here, here is the biggest difference. I'm, I was always an energizer bunny. Mm-hmm. Always made, made fun of me too, dubbed, dubbed me the energizer bunny, but I would crash around three. I would crash around eight when I was putting the kids to bed and felt like I could have fallen asleep right then too, but I'd rally to stay up and hang out so I could be with my husband and spend some time until about 10 or 1030 when we went to sleep. Those mm-hmm. crashes when I switch to a plant-based whole foods diet and I start my day with my smoothie uh, and I intermittent fast, which I only started a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So my my breakfast really isn't until 11, 12, sometimes even 1 p.m., depending on when I stopped eating the night before. But I have 
more energy and I can go from wall to wall the moment I wake up until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night with full throttle energy. Okay, you guys, crazy news. I just found out this podcast is in the top 10% of all podcasts worldwide. I literally have no idea how that happened other than your support. So um, I'm asking for more. Yes, I'm asking for more. Um, Would you mind subscribing on your favorite platform or even leaving me a review? It helps to keep the rankings up. And when I'm ranked, when this podcast is ranked, then more people get an opportunity to listen. And again, heartfelt thanks. When this podcast started, I had no idea anybody would even listen. And I just want you to know how grateful I am for each and every one of you. I thank you for your support. And I'm just so grateful you're listening. Enjoy the rest of this podcast. So you were so focused, again, because you grew up in the 90s. I, I completely get that. Where I'd have a sliver of avocado. I mean, I'd have to throw the avocado away because you were only allowed a sliver. So back there, back then when you were eating, you know, too much animal protein for your body and not enough fat to balance it out and not enough fiber, then you get cancer and now you're here. So it actually sounds like cancer made you healthier. You know, I look at it as that gift, again, that positive self-talk, finding the mm-hmm. good in what seems dark. and. Again, and I have plenty of survivors um, and those we've lost um, as well along this journey. And so Mm -hmm. I know to be able to thrive with stage two and beyond and feel that I am Mm -hmm. fully cancer-free. Not that I'm not still looking over the shoulder, which because the worry, I call them the worry bullies and they creep up on your shoulder every so often. And I have to remember breath and flick them off. Um, But... I, oh, yeah. I feel the changes that I have made from yeah. my diet to getting the toxins out of my makeup and my cleaning supplies and my beauty care routine. And another area that I really just recently started to change up where I, you know, we take so many supplements, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and we actually need to because unfortunately, even if we eat a really healthy plant-based diet, we're still lacking. You know, obviously, if you're plant-based, you still have to have uh, a lot of B12 supplementation. But most of us are also lacking magnesium and D. And yes, you know, I'm guilty of that. The list mm-hmm. goes on. We have to figure out as individuals where else we're lacking. Um, but supplementation is very important for living a healthy, long life. I was... I, didn't, I realized I wasn't even paying a lot of attention to where are yep. my supplements sourced? Are they clinically proven? Wh- what's the testing? Are they testing for contaminants? Are they contesting at the at, at manufacturing? And then are they also maybe are they also testing at the end result so that whatever I'm bringing into my home is still free of those contaminants? What's the bioavailability of the actual? Mm-hmm. So I'm not just literally throwing money down the drain. So I actually recently partnered with a company mm-hmm. that I found after a lot of research and years of trying to find the right company that is a brand that not only has the supplements, but they also yep. have the protein powders and skincare and home care that meets or exceeds my already mm-hmm. very high standards. And they are actually the world's leading company, uh, wellness company that is has proven clinical results, which is is great. So I'm very happy to have that in my life as well. And it sounds like it's kind of a one-stop shop. So you said they have supplements and home cleaning and things like that. 
So they have a lot of different products. They do. They do home, body, and nutrition. Great. And maybe we could link that in the show notes. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. And anyone who's listening, who has questions, who has follow-up questions or just something comes up down the road, I am very active on my Instagram. I try to also be active on my Facebook, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's at Samantha Harris TV, like television, Samantha Harris TV. And I really okay. do try to answer every DM. Comments on, on posts, I, I'm sometimes good about answering, um, but the DMs I really do mm-hmm. try to, and I'm happy to share with anyone. I also have a lot of links in my bio on okay. my Instagram to all of this and to so much more from the from the constant glucose monitor that I love to the, the sauna, infrared sauna that is amazing To uh, And by the way, with infrared sauna, I'm just going to mention, I didn't start it until about six months ago. It is a game changer. However, mm-hmm. if those who co- are concerned about lymphedema, which I was for many years and I still am, mm-hmm. uh, we because we don't mm-hmm. know the cause or the triggers of lymphedema with certainty, one of the things I had been told years back after my diagnosis was that a extreme temperature change of your body could potentially trigger it. So I've been avoiding saunas and jacuzzis and Bikram yoga and all the things I love so much. Really? I have not heard that. Well, then good. Hopefully it's been fine for everyone else, but I was very worried about the infrared sauna. Thankfully, the National Institute for Health recently on PubMed, which is a great resource. If you want really good, factual, proven science, you don't go to Google, you go to PubMed. So PubMed had two great studies on the benefits of infrared sauna on breast cancer-induced lymphedema. They do say that the studies were done for those who were at least five years out. So are less than five years and you're concerned about lymphedema, maybe I would, I personally would have probably held off until I'd reached that five-year mark. Um, but for those, but infrared saunas are, I, I know I could go on and on, but I love, I love them. They are, they have so many. I love them too. Do you? Okay. Talk so- about your detox pathways. And um, we have a small house, so we don't really have room for an infrared sauna. So I got an infrared sauna um, sleeping bag. Have you seen those? Oh, yes. So what I found was a brand, and again, it's the links in my bio. I won't, I won't, I don't like to like promote things and stuff, but I did put the link in my bio for, um, on Instagram, but I found one that's portable. It's very small to any room and you can either sit in it if you want to be all the way inside, or it has a little bamboo chair it comes with and your head pops out and your hands can out. So you can do things, whether it's, I mean, it's a little counterintuitive to do something that's better for mind, body, and soul. There are days where I will like I I want to sweat and I want to get the toxins out, but I do need to answer some emails. So I'll put on meditation music, but I'll go through some emails. Uh, my husband will use it and he'll just watch his ESPN. Um, and then what I've been doing lately is I actually go in, I lay down on the floor of it, I put my legs up the wall. I mean, my husband's six five; he would not fit in it. I'm five foot four; I fit in it just fine. <laughs> It's either sitting or lying down. Um, and I do breath work in it for about 20 minutes. And then I sit up. I do about 10 or 15 minutes more of meditation. It is a great way to start the day. Wow. And I love morning routines like that, where you just, you know that this is just going to set your system for the entire day because you work in Hollywood. I would imagine from a mental health perspective, that's a really tough place to be working <laughs> and thriving and staying healthy. You know what? I do feel, I mean, yes, this is a crazy world here and you can get lost in it. And I've tried, look, I'm from Minnesota. 
And I, I've really tried to stay true to my roots and very down home. And I don't get caught up in the, the, the craziness of Hollywood, except when I was working in entertainment news and I had to, because it was like last minute, Samantha, you've got to get on a plane and go here, or you need to run to a premiere over there. And it would derail everything right. else in my day. It was a very stressful time, to be honest, in my career. Um, but I think no matter what you do for your line of work, we ha- there's a lot of stress. There's a lot mm-hmm. of go, go, go. And so, yes, when we can have a morning routine and an evening routine to set us up for good sleep, but also to set us up for a good mm-hmm. day of productivity and calm, uh, it is a, a huge game changer. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because we're all going to have things coming at us constantly, but it's our reaction to those things that I'm really trying to change after cancer because I do have a tendency to be a little type A and a, have be an overreactor. And now I'm trying to be a, oh, tell me more about that. You know, just before I, I go that place in my head where I'm creating this scenario of doomsday, take a deep breath, do some breathing, maybe do some tapping. I'm a big tapper. Have you tried tapping? Mm. I, I Only when I've been led through it in a breath work session, but I have having practice, but I, I know that people really love it. We'll connect later and I'll send you my stuff. You send me your stuff. <laughs> and then we'll just take it to the world and make everybody help, healthy. Give them the tools. Oh, Deborah, absolutely. We absolutely need to. Oh, Samantha Harris, thank you so much for coming on Why Did I Get Cancer? I just, I, I know you are an uplifting person and um, I just feel better for having spoken with you. So I'm just very excited about your mission, your online community of making lemonade. (laughs) Gotta make lemonade is a brilliant idea and it is a great way to reach a lot of people who are really hurting. So thank you again for coming on my show. Oh my gosh. Well, look at, I love being what you are doing and putting out there for so many cancer survivors and thrivers and those living with metastatic breast cancer. Uh, I'm uh, so honored to be a part. And, you know, the Your Healthiest Healthy community is something that I want to extend to everyone. I have a a subscription-based membership community. So you guys, not only, you know, I know I was in television forever and I have another TV show that's actually coming out, we're going into production soon, but I am 100% committed to my health and wellness career because I went back after Dancing with the Stars and Entertainment Tonight to become a certified health coach because my passion is so strong for helping others be able to reach their healthiest, healthy life possible. And so I launched Your Healthiest Healthy Community as a way to not only build community of those who are like-minded and want to get healthy and get the toxins out of their lives, but I offer every week a live coaching session, a live workout. I bring in live guest experts. And we're talking about like the top of the top guest experts, the seven-time New York Times bestselling authors who are in the medical and wellness business. uh, And they are there to answer questions live. And then I also lead a live breathwork and meditation on Zoom so we can actually see each other connect. That's a great idea. Okay, I think I'm joining your community. I didn't know about it. But um, I will say about your book, Your Healthiest Healthy, is that it's simple. You know, you. I always felt like in my career that if I could explain to people why you'd want to eat the whole egg or why you'd want to eat the avocado, they'd be more likely to do it. And you really break it down. And you're a fun writer. 
You know, you take a tech, you take technical information and make it fun. And I think that's what we need because if it's too technical, we're not going to read it. Right. I mean, I know that I pour over a lot of very science-based books and all black and white and they are so boring. And I'm riveted because I want knowledge, but they are Mm -hmm. totally boring. And so I really aim to make it your healthiest healthy as colorful and as just, it's very girlfriend to girlfriend, maybe two girlfriend to Sometimes I, I get a little bit, but I, I just had fun. I had fun writing it and sharing. And uh, that's what I love about the Your Healthiest Healthy community is we can continue that conversation uh, on a weekly basis. And then, you know, if for those who need even more, I have my Your Healthiest Healthy retreats a couple times a year. Yeah, I see one's coming up in November. Yes, I'm so excited. A couple spots left for it. Yeah. Well, you are a blessing. So thank you again for coming on the show. It's been so fun chatting with you. And I know that this is not going to be our last conversation. I look forward to many, many more, Deborah. I love my cell phone. I love my AirPods. I admit it. But what I don't love is the radiation and electromagnetic frequencies that are coming out of both of those things. So all of a sudden, I got this ad on Instagram about this product called WaveBlock. Honestly, it seemed too good to be true. So I called the owner. His name is Ben. And we had an amazing conversation about this product he created basically to protect his kids from EMFs that were coming out of cell phones and headphones and you name it. He explained the whole process to me, how he took it to Europe to get it tested and how it really can block the EMFs that are coming out of our devices. So I've got a great coupon code for all of our listeners today. Go to the WaveBlock website. It's in today's show notes. Use the code ENOS20 and you can get 20% off of his products. Two of the products that I'm currently using are his wraparound WaveBlock for my AirPods. And then I also just got a new cell phone and he has a sticker that can go on the back of the cell phone that is also going to help to knock down the EMFs. It just gives me a little bit more comfort, I think, with using these items. Go to today's show notes to get your 20% off coupon for WaveBlock. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening.